This is a song that plays when I get out of the parking ticket. Diplomatic immunity, fuck em. All that peace and that unity, all that weak shit'll ruin me, fuck em. Yeah. Cause niggas started talking to me like I'm slowing down. Opinions over statistics, of course. Gassed off journalistic, come at me and all you get is the. What's going on, ball bags? <laughs> it's your boys from the Teletalk Period Podcast. The Talk Season 4, Episode 5. You already know what it is. Hold up. What was Season 4, Episode 5 for Seinfeld? What was their title? I don't know. Um, yeah, Drake made more records like that one. Again. That's top 5 Drake songs. And that Season 4, really Episode good. 5 was... That record is really, really good. Season 4, Episode 5 was The Wallet. The records that he puts out like that, that are Lucy's like that, are always the best records to me. The 5 p.m. in uh, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Little records like that, always the best records to me. Uh, you ever heard Pistols? The yeah. Leak? That's one of my favorite. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of like... I've been sleeping with a pistol in my bed. <laughs> there's a lot of Lucy's that are really good. Like, he fucking kills... Zero to, record, he killed that record. Zero to 100 to Lucy. No, nah, it wasn't Lucy. That was on If You're Reading This Way. It's on SoundCloud. It wasn't on If You're Reading This. I think it was. Nah, 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 nah. Cause that's the one they said the Queen wrote, right? Zero to one hundred. Yeah. He definitely wrote that one. But I don't think that, that was one. That um, Drake and uh, J Cole the, over the Jody, the the Jodeci record. That record super dope. The four PM and Calabasas record was was dope as shit. Yeah, it's not on here. It's not on If You Read. I this. thought it was on If You Read this. Super nah, it was uh, released with um the catch up or the come up as like just two SoundCloud Lucys. Oh shit. One of those. I didn't. I, I did not remember that. But that that record was huge though. So I would have thought he would have had that on. That has to be on platforms though. One thousand percent. That's not on platforms. I don't know about that either. This is the Googling podcast episode. Not it is. It's on. It, you're right. It, it was the zero to one hundred. That slash uh, catch up. But it's it's on title. It's right here. But now nah, that these Lucy's is good. Yo, if it's on title, it's official because title doesn't let no bullshit on there platform now they they because i was gonna listen to uh some of the uh i want to listen to the 2020 experience to just timberlake album yeah, yeah. and it wasn't that shit was on title 2020 experience is great that's, uh, that's my review welcome <laughs> to my, my music review channel very in depth now my favorite one is the first one the um what first one his first album yeah the uh so you're telling me his last album wasn't good man of the woods I, look i listened to like three or four records on there now i say this ain't it for me um, but the first one was, damn, I forgot what the record was. That's the one was like all the day. Basically, it was fully Neptune produced. That's where they got the fucking McDonald's slogan from, too, on that record. On, on that record. Yo, so I went back, since we're already talking about music, I went back and listened to the James Blake album, yeah. Listen Form, and like hearing it in a new, like, headspace. Because I think it's better to listen to music when, you're not, time, yeah, yeah. when you're not anticipating it either. When you're <laughs> yeah. not anticipating it really. Well, and where you don't have to force yourself to listen yeah. to it. And it was amazing. It was really good. Nah, that, I told you that record was really good. That, that's why I'm waiting to. I, I listen to the song album. I'm waiting. I listen to it like a month. Yeah. I just moved, speaking of that shit, I just went back to the Nipsey Hustle album, and that better album sounds a lot better to me now than it did before. Yeah. The the James Blake album sounds like the first time you get pussy from like an older shit, <laughs> and like she's like older enough for like she's not she doesn't really have all the time for you in the world, and you're just hitting her up, and she's like, damn, I just want, I just come on, hit me back. That's Damn, what that nigga, nigga, like. niggas is pressed for that, that pussy. <laughs> niggas is pressed for that older pussy, bro. <laughs> I guess. It'd be like that. I mean, I I did all my dealings of dealing with uh, older women when I was younger. Like, when I was in high school, high school, I was dealing with more other older women. Not like 30 or anything like that, but like 20s, 18, 19. When I was like Congratulations. 14, they were pedophiles. 
I was, the, I was the one going to them. Jesus, my man's the ill honey pot over I was, here. I was like 16. Nah, it was like 17, 17, 18. Damn, my man's trying to fucking uh, Romeo and Juliet his way out of this. <laughs> I mean, except nigga, he's Juliet. Look, man, I, I know a lot of niggas from my neighborhood who was dealing. They had like cougar women, but that was like when we was old, like 17. That's different though. Older women need love too. Sometimes single moms are not single moms, they're just moms that are single. Like, hey, that's a bar. Right I, there. I heard Joe and them talk about in their last podcast about the cool mom. Wait, what's the cool mom? Run it back real quick. The cool mom is the mom that allows you oh, to do anything at their house. Yeah, yeah, like they let the kids smoke and shit. Exactly. Like friends drink. I don't. I don't want to talk about that conversation because that's a, they already had that on the Jupiter podcast. But the cool moms definitely held it down for a lot. Of I don't know Shout any cool moms. Cool I know a lot of cool moms. Wait. Um, <laughs> Whatever, it's someone's cool mom. I put a hole in her wall, so... You also grabbed that ass, nigga. <laughs> Anyways, yo, Teletalk Season 4, Episode 5. We out here, you ball bags. Yo, Joey, you want to start? You want to start with the, the Future Sneakers? The Future Sneakers, is, it's a great topic I want to get into right now because there's literally the first sentence, I think it is, in this article that we're reading from um, Fashionista. Shout out, Fashionista. Yeah. It says that the sneaker... Industry is projected to make ninety-one billion this year. No, I think it's like ninety-five, ain't it? Yeah, but it said that last year. No, it says ninety-five billion by two thousand twenty-five. It's gonna be a ninety-five, ninety-five point fourteen billion dollar industry by two thousand twenty-five. Right, nearly doubling from fifty-five billion dollars since two thousand six. Do you know how insane it is to double in industry that's already so big in like a ten-year period? That's that's why I put that that next fucking indent on that because people two years ago were saying that like. The sneaker industry was the, the bubble was gonna pop, but my thing is the bubble only pops when it has reached its peak. That hasn't reached its peak yet. Yeah, I don't even everybody's think. starting to get into like clothing now. Like everybody. I don't even think the bubble has been blown. Right now we just dipped the wand into the soap. That's that's the, that's why I want to have that conversation. What do you think it will it will go from from next? Like what's next? Like in terms of like how shoes will look or how are we dealing with sneakers? Just in general, the whole landscape of the sneaker industry. In general, I think... They're, they're already monetizing off of nostalgia. Yeah, they're so already monetizing off of nostalgia and limited releases. But eventually, nostalgia's going to hit a point where like we're looking into the 2000s yeah. for shoes. Well, I mean, 2000 is 20 years ago already. Almost 20 yeah. years ago. So, so when we think about stuff that's us. happening in the 2000s, like, I can't imagine like myself going crazy over some Supras or some like Osiris shoes or some like DC shoes. People already going crazy over Osiris shoes. The, the ASAP Rocky sneaker. I know I'm a sneaker. People yeah. was literally paying $350 for them shit. Yeah, but that shoe specifically serves a certain niche as a between like a skater yeah. shoe and a raver shoe. Yeah, so but, but with that, with that you have to take it into a popular shoe in 2000s. Like a shoe that was popular in 2000s may still make money now. For example, when they redid the Harachis and yeah, when they redid the everybody had the Harachis and then the Harachis fell off and then in 10, not even 10 years, three years, they'll bring them back out and it'll be the same thing. And now I just see Harachis as like a regular silhouette now. I just see Harachis as like It's always been a regular silhouette right shit. now. I, I, the biggest shoe to me, I think that, that Nike has always done great with, which uh, the Air Force One. The Air Force One continually sells no matter what. And I don't think... And it's done that since... The, 80s question mark 90s 82 when it 82? came out so yeah. I'll say like the, I'll say like in the 90s yeah it's done the thing is I don't think that any company has that type of sneaker in their the Air Force One isn't even their fucking highest selling it's sneaker it's not it's the fucking Monarchs the Monarchs yeah but the thing is they don't have I'm saying like a cool sneaker like a cool there's, sneaker. A, there's a difference between being like a uh, 
a sneaker that sells the most and a sneaker that sells relatively really high too, almost close to that market. But it's still it's still considered a cool sneaker, even though you sell millions yeah, yeah. and millions of sneakers. I think the closest thing Adidas got is the shell toes, but not that much niggas rock the shell toes no more. Plus, like those shits are bigger in fucking Europe anyway. I like the shell toes. The, the, the gazelles and like the samba shit. The I, like, they're, they're I feel like the like the big classic sneakers. Shell toes are superstars, by the way. Yeah, I feel like the shell toe and the Stan Smith. Stan are, Smith, yeah. Stan Smith actually sell really good for them. Yeah, really, I feel like really those good. are the two. Lifestyle classic sneakers. But to me, I think the only way they can enhance, start enhancing shit like that is... It would suck, but it's collab more. Is that, that would have to be... And then it would have to be like... Whoever has the quickest service is going to be like the, the NRB or like... Who can get the sneakers to me if I buy through an e-commerce company yeah, yeah. in a day or two days? But also, I think that we're going to see a larger rise, like especially towards the end of this uh, period of like smaller brands coming up i think they're gonna do the same thing they did with the music industry as far as like the major labels started investing in stock i mean not stock but spotify and apple music they're gonna do the same thing with StockX and goat the big companies are gonna start buying into that market too you mean like nike's buying into like StockX and shit yeah. i just could see it i could probably because think about full lock already invested a hundred million dollars in um in goat yeah and farfetch already bought stadium goods exactly and um, who else? It's somebody else that has some shit. Go, go, bought uh, Flight Club. Goat bought Flight Club. We talked about this months ago, yeah. But go on Flight Club. As if I remember things we talked about. <laughs> okay, they, they, um, that's that's the only thing I can see them adding on to. I mean, there's a lot of other ways they they can monetize all that shit as well. But I think it's gonna be like mainly like still they're gonna need like the inf- the quote unquote influencers. Yeah, so there's always gonna be those like fucking that. like uh, artists and designer collabs. Yeah. Like I mean, I don't mind it as long as it's done right. It's not gonna be done right. Think about how many um, collabs they do. Uh, the off white shit for Nike. Yeah, but that's that that was like the cash cow as far that as like the coolness car. And then, because they're, they're not they're not making a lot of money off of that because they don't sell a lot of those sneakers. It'd be like fifty to hundred thousand pairs of sneakers. Dog, but their cool card, yeah, for sure. Their cool card is is getting stamped. And then there's supposed to be twenty Yeezys this year. There's already been like seven. Yeah, but Yeezys been dipping that in that secondary market like a lot. The only way you, the only way you make no, money Yeezys, off of Yeezys yeah. now is if you buy in uh, in bulk. Like if you buy yeah. a whole bunch of Yeezys and then. Like you can get forty a pair, and then you sell a hundred, you make four grand. They don't go for much, which is good. They go for like, but he said this. That's what he wanted to do, anyways. He wanted everybody to have a pair. But I think it's more to say when you can get a million people to buy your sneaker, and people still want to buy your sneaker. Like Jordans, Jordans yeah. sell a million, a million sneakers every time they come out. Probably more than that. Like Air Jordan ones sell millions of pairs every time they come out, and I'm still cop an Air Jordan one almost every time yeah. they come out if it's a classic color. I think we're gonna see a lot more fucking um people customizing their own shoes. I don't like that. I don't like the customization. I, I like the creativity of it, but a lot of niggas who customize sneakers are horrible. Like what do you mean? Like I don't like. Well, what do you mean customizing like the Nike IDs? No, not the Nike IDs. I mean people like um just uh getting away from like. Buying, thinking that their shoes are like super sacred things, and yeah. it's like you know maybe fucking do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like the creativity aspect of that, but a lot of people, you have you seen these motherfuckers who make custom sneakers? Which is yeah, ugly sometimes shit. Sometimes they're really bad. Exactly. It's only a few niggas who I know who do custom sneakers that are good. The suit surgeon is really good. Suit surgeon, but then a lot of people who do custom sneakers end up getting like 
bombarded with requests like yo can you pay on an Air Force One can, for me bro can you pay an Iron Man and I understand you gotta pay bills so yeah can you yeah. pay an Iron Man fucking Air Jordan 1 for me and then could you please shit comes ugly, ugly as fuck but somebody paid you 3 grand I'll do it too yeah could you give me 50 anime Air Force Ones please If it, like I said if it's done right it's done right but the niggas be making some whack shit but it, there's gonna be a secondary market I think that's what the next thing is gonna be like now that like you know how uh, that one lady made the bags where it was like not Gucci and not Louis Vuitton and shit like that. I fuck with that. Though. And she sold like eight hundred. They're selling for like eight hundred dollars. Like and she back ordered on them shits. I think that's the same thing. There's gonna be little pockets of that now too. Yeah. I mean I, that probably already is that we that, that we don't know of, but not not I, I not, not anybody who I know of like that. But to me, it's just gonna be. I think people are gonna start buying into the the resale market. That's that's the people are gonna stop buying. Start to buy. Oh, like like the the industries are gonna start uh, to buy if they haven't already. Because I don't. Because a lot of people don't know that the, a lot of the major labels have have big stake in like Spotify, yeah. Apple Music. I don't think Tidal, but plus like I think there's a lot of um, especially I want to say like for females and for women, a lot of the stigma from wearing sneakers is going away yeah. a lot. Like that, a lot of these girly yeah, girls. Yeah, that's like, where I think they can actually enhance it can, for women. That, for women yeah. sneakers, if they, like that's why I think they should do collaborations like more with the Lady Maze and stuff like that to enhance the women sneaker buying because mostly yeah. women buy heels and stuff like that, but a lot more women are starting to buy sneakers and get because like usually women who in the past usually who wore sneakers were like more. They were like designated as like hot girls, tomboys. Yeah. Yeah. Like you didn't see like the preppy like a white chick wearing. Exactly, it. but now yeah. that's what you know. They they could definitely now that's what they want. Yeah, they could definitely tap. Once you get the women's market and the men's market, like all right, and then right. after that you get the kids market. Kids, kids are a weird spot for me. I don't really like kids wearing like sneakers. Like how little are we talking? Like three, four, five. Yeah, that's OD to me, bro. What do you mean, like buying sneakers? Yeah, like buying like. I don't like when parents dress their kids. Well, I you you dress your kids how you want, but like when they be dressing their kids in like mad Gucci and all that shit, like that that should be looking tacky. But if you're wearing the same outfit as your child who can't walk, something makes me uncomfortable. I'm getting fucked up. I've definitely bought somebody uh, somebody's kid. One of my homeboys was having a kid that do a Dior onesie. That's different though. The t- that's a baby's onesie. Yeah, it's already made. For but it's a, it was also a panda too, so it wasn't like it had a whole bunch of. That. It wasn't like the, the new, monogram, the, the monogram Dior <laughs> shit. Like nah, so I be seeing people buy their kids like the Gucci, the Gucci, the Gucci. That's like, crazy. Yo, my nigga, that's just corny on adults. Why y'all niggas buying that for kids? But that's different, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that the, there's a to say the least. There's a lot to be done in this nigga world that yeah. hasn't been done yet. That there's, we don't know. There's a lot more technology, I think, is going to be... Technology, there's a lot of endless possibilities. With like, There's still more silhouettes that like people are starting to accept yeah. and like, get used to. That's the, that's what's going to be... like the, the like Once they start bringing in silhouettes, that people actually like that. Like, that big react was a big one that people like. Yeah. Um, and I feel like people are just like are going to try to be also. so fucking different that yeah. they're going to start saying, oh, the Jordan 15? It's not that bad. Or, like the, uh, or the 19. The one with the crazy, like... Net over the latest. That's 19. We talked about this last week. How do you not remember that shit? Did we? Yeah. But it fits into this. People are going to start thinking, yo, those are cool. Just because... Oh, I like that. I've always liked that sneaker, though. I like the 15. I like I like the 19. I don't like the 15. The 15s always look weird to me. They like they look they make people with small feet look like they got long ass feet. Now yo, like leave shit. the twos alone at Nike. The twos classic. Yeah, leave them alone. The twos are, a lot of people don't like the twos either, though. The twos well, are classic. Well, a lot of people eat trans fat. So there's like, a lot of people do not eat trans fat. A lot of people do eat trans fat. Where do you get trans fat from now? Food. From what food? 
There's like barely any foods that got trans fat in it. Alright, so if I Google what food has trans fat. Google it. I'm like a lot of a lot of a lot of uh I mean it's banned in a lot of yeah, places. Yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of places you have have banned. Crackers, cookies, snack foods, frozen pizza. I mean I need more specifics food, than that. Vegetable shortenings. <laughs> um okay, so Ritz, Chips Ahoy, Benny Ritz Crocker. what, crackers? Yeah. No, I don't think those have trans fat in there. I think uh, you were reading a fake news article. Freshetta, Giorno. <laughs> I think, fast food. I think the, fast food definitely has trans fat. In it. This is the FDA, bro. Fa- so it's definitely fake news. <laughs> nah, but uh, anyways, they they passed the law like a while oh, ago. About banning that, that shit, yeah. The, yeah. It, no, no, they passed the law a while ago. So this is uh, called the dark act, and they don't have to display nutrition on food if they don't want to. Um. Oh, you want to talk about the product placement shit? Look, speaking of sneakers, product placements for there's sure. There's people that didn't believe this. Like they didn't know. No, I'm saying because I've I've spoken to a few people and people don't know that like people don't know YouTube videos when people wear clothes yeah, that they're they're selling YouTube. you their clothes. Absolutely. So that's I, why so many of these fucking YouTubers wear their own merch. Exactly. Especially like if you think about it like that, it's a lot easier to believe that like when you see like dude when you see something. any especially but listen I don't understand the thinking of yeah all right so if you believe it on YouTube why don't you believe it on a movie because on a movie. A product placement. They have the, all right, the budget's a hundred million dollars. They don't have think, to recoup yeah. on that. You don't think that they're getting throw in some Coca Cola, exactly. fucking Pumas in there? So in, the, in this article, they were basically talking about the uh, Creed movie and how it had a whole bunch of um, product placement, like Jordan, Everlast, and all that stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm but just to, just to break it down in the like the lamest terms, fucking. If you see any logo throughout any movie, it's paid for. Definitely paid for. If you especially can see that logo clearly, cars. like, come on. That shit is... Yeah, especially if it's, like, an over one-second scene. Especially, like, you, it's a driving scene with a car, and then you don't see that for another type of car. It's it's quiet. I'm telling you. And the, the crazy thing is, the I think they used to do it the best in the 90s, though. Like, with movies in the 90s, like... In 90s and 80s, like, the, the Back to the Future was really good with product placement. Like the they used to do product placement with Pepsi, but Nikes. they would they would like break the fourth wall and like acknowledge that it's a product placement for just a second. Exactly. Think about it. Think about the Nike Air Max. That shit was an ill plug for Nike, and that's they're not making to the sneaker. The same thing with the Pepsi. That's they made they made like a limited edition, like a thousand of them for like the twenty fifth anniversary of the Back to the Future. Yeah. I was watching this other movie that I haven't watched in a minute. It's an eighties movie. It's called License to Drive. That movie's like that, I like that movie a lot. Um, but they, they do a lot of product placement on that too as well, like Ray-Bans, uh, glasses and shit like that. A lot of shit in the 90s was the Ray-Ban glasses and shit, like, you just have to market shit. That, like, that is what companies do, they market. But they were, t- they were talking about basically how to do it and not, um, make it look, like, untasteful. Like, basically, that was that's what they're saying. So that you, yeah. you find, like, actually gonna, the right scenes where it, it could be used. And if you're gonna make it untasteful, make it a joke. Yeah, if you if you're gonna acknowledge it, like acknowledge, make make the actor acknowledge it, like yeah. as a joke, like they used to do in the '90s movies. That's why I used to really like them like that. Or at least make it super obnoxious. Obnoxious. I remember um, there's a scene in a movie where a character opens up a fridge and there's nothing but Sprite in it, and he looks at him like, he looks at the camera, kind of yeah. like the Office, like <laughs> yeah. the fucking mockumentary shit. Yo, so um, you watch the Office? Yeah. You watch all of it? Yeah. I watched The Office over like five times. Even when... Uh, no, I don't watch it when Steve Curry leaves. All right, bet. So you think that's when like the show gets bad? Yeah. Let's get about that. I've only watched it when Steve Curry leaves once. Really? And that was the first time I've watched it. 
shit. The first time I watched that, I watched it all the way through, and after Steve Carell left, that shit was trash. Bro. Who replaces him? The actor's name? Uh, there's multiple actors that replace him. My first is Will Ferrell, then it's like... They some, got Will Ferrell. Yeah. Yeah, Will they Ferrell was there for like two, three, for two, three episodes, but it wasn't bad when he was there. Because Steve Carell was kind of in and kind of out when yeah, he was yeah. there. So they, they that character wasn't bad, but... Then they did um, one season where they were looking for somebody to replace him. Yeah. Um, and they had a, they had this one guy that wasn't that bad where he was like a super serious guy. But after that, it was just like, oh, I think Jim... And then Jim leaves and does like some other shit too where he goes to do uh, some sports agency shit. So they took out two of the main characters. He's still in it, but he's not in the office actually. He's like, has his own building. Bro, that's stuff. like if I made a show called The Castle. And four seasons of the show are in a castle. And then the fifth season, we're like in Jamaica. No, no. That's different. Because only one person goes to Jamaica. And they they clip (laughs) and go to Jamaica. So it's the Jamaican castle show. I guess. It should have been the office slash Jim Sporting Director. That I did not. There's like one scene that I remember that I like from the later season when Steve Carell leaves. And that's when Dwight has it. A fucking pumpkin stuck on his head for Halloween, and they just like leave him with that shit on because they couldn't take it off. That's the only one that I like. Um, I guess we could transition this to um, basically this. This is an article from Retail Drive. Basically, one of the I think it's the owner of Gap. He had a really good, a really good quote. You, you click on it. Yeah. You want to read it? No. Read it. This is a quote by Art Peck. The historical model was build a mall, tons of traffic, expensive rent, and make it up in a low convers- conversion but highly productive traffic. The secret in the industry today is that traffic in many of these malls is not nearly as productive as it once was. The formula doesn't work. So basically from that, what I, what I was going to take, the, we know that formula doesn't work anymore. The mall formula doesn't work because a lot of people don't go to the mall like that. But my whole formula is do retail stores work still? Cause the, the that that like non mall yeah cause the cause the 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 mall shit doesn't work we know that but this notion of uh, getting a retail store and putting it in a place that has high traffic like high walking traffic does that work? Cause I've walked by a million stores in New York that I would never go in. Yeah, but there's people who do. And I think... Um, yeah, but the overhead... Especially, like, let's just talk about Soho. The overhead in Soho has to be, like, crazy. So, yeah. so, for you to get enough people in there, for you to make that overhead, you need to get a double to for you to pay yourself and to pay other people. And to pay to make the product. Without you being in the hole. Is what I'm saying. Because basically, the, the, the article... There's another article that I put under here. Was a, it's from the Business Fashion. And the analysts were talking about how this new... Uh, this new store called it's not new but it's it's like getting big now. It's uh forty five ten, is um the millennials' answer to the Barneys basically. So it's saying how they're gonna take their how they're basically gonna take the range from Barneys and like the luxury world. But to me, if you're gonna make if you're gonna take Barneys off, you have to do something different. They just opened another uh, store in the Hudson Yards, which is like a huge thing now in New York. Like the Hudson Yards shit is like where they just building a whole bunch of new shit. Yeah. I'm like, yo, that's literally, you're literally doing the same shit. Y'all sell the same shit, and you're doing the same shit. How are you going to take somebody off? I don't think Barney's is going to go anywhere. Well, that's they're, they're not saying not, that really they're going to take Barney's anywhere. away. They're saying that they're going to take the number one spot for Barney's as being the luxury retail place. But, so you were saying that the the foot traffic in the stores, do you think that's just the works? 
like in a mall or in retail stores? No, retail stores. In retail stores, I think it's still important to be visible and to be recognizable because I feel like it yeah. helps just to have people come in or just look in through the window because even when you're right, when we're in New York, we have all right, I'm gonna go here and here, exactly. we have fuck our, everything yeah, else. Yeah, we have our specific yeah, places. I'm gonna walk to. by literally everything else, yeah. but there's people who are like, um, just fucking like, but people looking in their phones, like, nobody ain't looking through, or maybe people have like an extra 20 minutes and they're on the corner of like fucking something. Who like, has extra know. 20 minutes nowadays? Everybody yeah. says they're super busy now. Niggas be doing nothing. I'm they lying. Busy. Yeah, no, I'm saying niggas be doing nothing. They super busy. No, I'm saying like you're already over there. You know, might as well check out Mesa Kitsuna. You might as well check out Pro So. No, see, but that's different. We're talking about retail stores. Those are more like boutiques and like vintage shops. I think those shits are the bigger problem for the bigger retail luxury stores. Like the boutiques and those little those little shops are taking out the retail stores because there's so much of them. So like basically, nigga, we, we'll go to Pro So. We'll go to Round Two. We'll so go what, to what retail store are you thinking of then? Like fucking Sears? No, I'm saying I'm saying taking out the luxury retail stores. I'm because think about it. Think about how much boutiques we go to rather than retail stores. We go when we go to yeah. New York, we go to Pro Sell. That's my question though. What's a retail store then? Like Barney's. Barney's is a retail store. Nordstrom Neiman Marcus is a retail store. Oh, why the fuck would I go over there? That's what I'm saying. Think about how much. Yeah, fuck that place. Think about how much retail store. Not I mean not retail store. Boutiques we go to when we go to New York. We go to Round Two. We go to Pro Sell. We go to. A metropolis. We go to uh, literally anything else besides fucking. We go to Acme Studios. We go to Nike. We go to BBC. We go to. It fucking just feels open like a ceremony. Better, It feels like a better experience to go to a, a boutique brand, than to a go big. To, yeah, than to go to the market. brand. That's the thing. Does, when I went to Barney's on Madison Ave, it's super nice, but it feels like sometimes it feels like it's too much. And then a lot of times when you go in there, it's like a, it's like a weird energy, and that like you're not supposed to be there. Type shit. Like, they make it seem like you're not supposed to be there. Like, if I got streetwear clothes on, they, I'm not going to buy any clothes there. But I could go buy this $5,000 yeah, yeah. my jelly jacket that I like right now. I had a, an analogy in my head. So, literally, like, maybe two miles down the street, there's, like, a strawberry farm type shit. And when you go there to the strawberry see farm, yeah. you see all the fucking strawberries. You get a strawberry shortcake yeah. with the ice cream. The woman in the window says, have a nice day, honey. And, like, it makes you feel good. But when I go to Walmart and I buy some fucking strawberries, I don't feel that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I think I think a lot of that, what we, uh, what we feel when we go into stores is a lot of us, too, though. To be honest. Like, when we go to Barney's and we feel like the, the people are looking at us like we won't buy shit. I think that's a lot of us, too. But a lot of times, it's due to the, the energy is like that. Weren't you in Stuyvesant racially profiled at Banana Republic? And that wasn't me. That was with my brother. Oh. Uh. But yeah, I go to Banana Republic. Nigga. Chill, that was like 20, 2009. I still go to Banana Republic. I never wore that shit. I'm not. I'm not that fresh off the boat, Dominican. Who owns Banana Republic? I think Gab does. Um. Yeah, but so flip around the other yeah, side. What Gap. do you What do you think these major retail stores have to do? Like, cause I do shop at Barney's and and uh, Bloomingdale's and shit like that. But I don't go as much as I would go to a boutique. Or a vintage store, something like that. But that's more me. But there's more people that shop at retail stores than that. So what do you think they can do? I think the whole thing was that the 4510 is, like, uh, attracting millennials because they're doing things for millennials. Well, what is 4510 doing? I'm not reading that article. Yeah, me neither. And but no, their know. website layout is, like, pretty dope, though. I like that. I, like that. I, think, I, think, that. I think they're incorporating more, not streetwear clothes, but more clothes that, like, teeter the line between streetwear and high-end, like Stone Island and shit yeah, like yeah. that. What I feel like these places could do is that isn't Barney's like five fucking floors or like the Barney the Barney's on Madison like yeah like 
like eight floors. So I think they can tone it down. They can have a more curated experience and for have things from these brands that they carry that are only carried at Barney's yeah. type deal. I think they do that now though. I think like Kasumi does some shit where they, they only do some of that thing. Well, it's Barney's. gotta be more mainstream. I think they just have to incorporate more younger people. To be honest, they, they should incorporate newer brands. Cause one thing that Dover Street Market does. Dover, that's all. Awesome. Dover Street kills it. They'll fucking grab some random brand from exactly like, Dover Street. Will kill Uzbekistan. I'm like, yo, this is fire. Yeah, Dover Street kills it. That's the difference. There's a Barney and there's Dover Street. Dover Street does exactly what Barney does. Cause Dover Street's like eight stories too. Yeah. But that's like an eight story boutique. This is an eight-story retail shop. When I think of Barney's, I think of it like as a high-end, like a way, 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 way higher-end Macy's. Like, it's basically the same shit. Y'all department stores. Yeah, basically. Like, that shit's never... I know I know there's still a claim to it, but you know how that shit goes. It's like, once you're, at, once you're at the super high, there's nowhere to go but down. So, like, unless... You can either stay at the same level or you can go down. And I feel yeah. like those big retail stores are starting to go down. Like, when's the last time you've been in Nordstrom, I'm like, Fucking never. Like only well, never. Only only thing I buy from no when you stop is when my, you stop getting half off. My, uh, perfume. Nah, I still get. I still get. Hey, it, shout out bleep. But uh, <laughs> but that's all I get. I get my cologne from Nordstrom. That's it. And that's because that brand is only carried at Nordstrom. I think Bergdorf Goodman is gonna be first to go. Nah, Bergdorf. Nah, Bergdorf got it. Bergdorf is like that's where I would go before I go to any other place. I'll go to Bergdorf. Nah, but like I feel like Bergdorf has shit that Barney's doesn't have. Like they have a Goyard section in Bergdorf. Yeah, but I feel like their parent is gonna want is like kind of cut. They're they're owned by David Marcus, so they're going to be cut off. If if that if that space is yeah. dying, I can see David Marcus like slimming down. But all right, we gotta get rid of something. I don't know. I I I just threw the forty five ten uh, piece in there because it was like it was. They were saying that that's the answer to the um to like the demise of. Barney's and we're not saying Barney's is going out of business or anything like they're not yeah. even, they're not even close they're still making money but this is when this is when you have to look at what's coming up next yeah what's, what's if happening? you don't look what's coming up next you'll lose it it says by 2025 millennial generation Z represent 55 percent of the market of personal luxury goods and 45 percent of of which will be millennials according to the article right like if every day you're waking up with two dollars in your pocket and Tuesday you wake up with one dollar you have to find out why. That's the thing. Luxury used to be a lot of older people bought luxury. Like, in the 30s. Oh, and like, almost up. exclusively only. And now, it's ex- almost exclusively 18 to, tw- 18 to 30, I would say. Bro, like, I, I'd even lower that. You know how many fucking kids I Well, little kids in that, too, yeah. The MCM backpacks and their fucking um, Louis Damn, these niggas just got a $2 billion retail venture that was part of a $25 billion, 28-acre uh, mixed-use property, which is Hudson Yard. That's that's the new forty five ten lug uh, thing. They just they just got a new retail space that was two billion dollars. How the fuck is that Hudson Yard? Isn't the new Kiff Treats in Hudson Yard? I don't know. They're putting a whole bunch of shit in Hudson Yard now. Hudson Yard is gonna be like the spot where everybody go to now, where like all the high end luxury shit is. I'm gonna go next time we go over there, but they I don't know, man. They better, they better do something. You you better do something when you're yeah. at the top. Kiff treats Hudson Yards. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing a whole bunch of shit like that. Speaking of Kiff. It's called Snack, Snark Park. Speaking of Kiff, Kiff has a, a fucking collaboration with, I don't know how to pronounce that shit, but. Estee Lauder. Estee Lauder. They own a lot of shit, though, by the way. Like, they, yeah, own, they, a, they own a lot she of a, shit. She was a very powerful woman. Um, oh, that's just somebody's name? Yeah, that's oh, the bitch's shit. name. Excuse me. That's well, the woman's name. <laughs> But uh, damn that that link. 
went bad. But they're doing um a coll- a collection with uh, Kiff. Yo, she's ninety seven. Yo, Ronnie. Well, has, was Ronnie has the best relationships, my nigga. She passed away in two thousand four. Rest in peace. Ronnie has the best relationships, for sure. For sure, absolutely. This nigga. So they. So basically, what they're coming out with is a makeup, not a makeup bag, but like uh, a face care ma- uh, bag. It's one hundred forty five dollars. It brings a cleanser. Um, hold on, I'm about to click on it right now. Yo, once Ronnie collabs with Glossier, it's over for the world. It's what? When he collabs with Glossier, it's over for the world. <laughs> so, the, yo, this... when Ronnie has a Kylie Jenner lip kit, it's over. Ronnie's just attacking all the markets. He's getting everything. He's attacking all the markets. I don't blame him for that. Until you get get it why get it why you hot. So this this shit comes with uh. A multi-foam cleanser, a puffing mask, uh, an advanced night repair, uh, recovery complex, uh, micro mist, a lip condi- uh, lip conditioner, um, and a fucking uh, cell power cream. Look, to me, that sounds like a good amount of stuff for 145 And it comes with a mirror, a travel-sized mirror, and it comes in a... Damn, hold on, I'll put, I'll put the link so you can see because I think we're back. Um, and it comes like in a glass... It comes. It comes with the travel kit too. With the travel. So I guess this is a topic more still huh? praise cool. um, how great Ronnie Ronnie Flag is. His, it's just his relationships, bro. It's like you want to click on it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's his it. relationships, man. I'm telling you, there's nobody who has better relationships than than Ronnie right now. Cause I, I didn't I didn't see this. This is kind of old too. I think this is this uh, article came out in March eighth. Yeah. And this is the first time I'm here. I didn't hear about it like on Kip or anything like that. And I didn't, I didn't. I think he was busy it. with his Kid Versace shit. Kid Versace was a little while ago though. Like it was a month ago almost. Chill. <laughs> nah, but no, that was just say to say. Ronnie kill, Ronnie's killing that shit. To continue this shit on uh, high end stores doing Facts. other things to keep their brands going. My, so, my jealousy is going. I'm about to tweet at him from a burner account to make more <laughs> New Balances. Nah, his New Balance shit was hard. The last, hard. last shit he did. Um, so. F- Yo, finally some content what? that we're going to talk about right now. The, the fucking, fucking food? Uh, yeah, 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 so um, Prada's opening a Marcisi's 8th uh, bakery. So it's a, it's a world-renowned bakery that they're, they're opening in one of their stores in London. But they're specifically making their own, like, products. Yeah, so they're, like, putting their stamps on exactly. it. Exactly. Like and I didn't know that Fendi had them, too. They had them with uh, some popsicle company. Yeah. And then there's Ralph's. Legendary Ralph's. My whole thing is with this. I'd love to go to Ralph's. Who'd they bite this from? What do you mean? They, I think they bit this from Ronnie. Like uh, this Prada one? Mm-hmm. Because Ralph's has been around. No, no, no. I, I, I think they bit the idea of it from Ronnie. Mixing the two cultures in one. The, art co- the, the culinary arts and then the fashion side. Because I don't know... I don't know if I'm wrong or anything. I think Kiff was like one of the, if not the first, one of the very first people who adopted that, making a store with food in it as well. And it's being like somewhat luxury. Yeah, I would have to give it to them because I can't think of anything. Because they had the, the ice cream. They had the, the cereal boxes. And then I'm pretty sure with Hudson Yards, they didn't do way more. They don't even do a cereal box anymore. I'm kind of tired about that. But... 
this whole Prada thing, and um, you said Fendi didn't. It only makes sense to do to exactly. attach yourself to another high end entity. I think I think we're going back to the the times where they said about in the nineties where all cultures were it was like a mix. Like Andy Warhol would chill with Tupac and Madonna would chill with Pac and shit. I think we're going back to that time because Virgil's one of the hottest designer out right now, and he's connected to Kanye, and. They're they're somewhat connected to Ronnie's, and it's just like it's all gonna connect. Like, yeah, but Cause one of the hottest artists out here right now. He's with all the niggas as well. I want to see Stranger Ones. Like, I want to see fucking like, uh, like I want to see like instead of like these super obviously well connected people already who already are in like similar circles. Yeah, like. In the six circles of separation, you know, it's like you're only like six, six people away from, from anybody in the right. fucking planet. These so you're ty- six people away from Kim Jones. Hey, I'm six people away from you. <laughs> so like these people are obviously like um maybe one, two separations away. I wanna see the fucking six separation. I wanna see fucking product collab with like some some off the wall some shit. Some off the wall shit. Yeah. But like make it genuine. And and in the in the in a perfect world, yeah, that would happen. But it's always it's always for big companies like that. It's always let me get a big company that does a, or like a a company that's been around for a long time that we know is established to yeah. go with. A lot of people don't like taking risk. Like even now, no. think about like journalism now. Everybody writes about the same shit because they're scared to break something else. Same right. thing with music. I mean, a lot of times these uh, publications don't even write. They just kind of like regurgitate information. Yeah, they just say the same shit. Yeah, but. I feel like even if a brand was to like, or any, let's say anybody was to go like six separations away, yeah. it'd be like really like virtue signaling just to say like, hey, fan base of this guy. Exactly. We fuck with that. Exactly. But uh, nobody wants to take a chance nowadays. But the thing is, if you take a chance, if, if that company blows up, they'll remember that you took a chance on them. So if that company blows up to yeah, be absolutely. the next biggest shit, then you have them in your pocket. That's a relationship. But a lot of people don't like to take that to those chances. Like, a lot of people don't like to take them chances. Niggas like to wait till you get popping already. And then start to, fucking with you. Yeah, it's the same shit. Like, it, it, always, it, it always does that. Which makes sense from a business standpoint. From a business standpoint, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But I'm saying, like, a good human standpoint. Like, my name, like you can do that. You can, I guess. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, for the same for us, when we get popping, if, we see, if, if I ever see an artist who I know, like, who I think is, like, super dope, I'll have them on. If I think yeah, they're yeah. dope. I won't. I just won't always go to the most popular person just because right. I know it's gonna get clicks. Because look at Solange, she's probably could get any fucking artist in the world. Think about she could have been world. got a whole feature. She could have been got anything, anything, and then she chooses um the New York Collective standing on the corner exactly. to do her all in the Like that's that's a, that's a fucking sick. That's why I reach. fucked with that Rocky album too because he got some nigga who off of the street of London to fucking play like and sing on on that. Uh, I think it was a, as long as ASAP or some shit like that. The one where LSD was on. That, that album that LSD was on. Yeah, I was busy listening to some other stuff, bro. That was good, though. I've never... The only project from Rocky I've listened to in full is Testing. That's weird. I like that last album. I think I was at Long Live ASAP, where he had the some guitarist and like singer from London who he saw on the street, and he brought him into... I mean, like, that's real fucking art, though. That's what I'm saying. That's how you get the best, like, genuine shit, rather than everybody's got the same cookie-cutter shit. Facts. Like, you're being... It's like the thing we were saying. Like, you're trying to be different, but you're being different in the same realm of everybody who's being different. So, you're going to be Facts. I see one more fucking Juice World feature, bro. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. <laughs> Nigga, that's just, that's just in your world. I haven't seen one Juice World feature, <laughs> my name, at all. I think I've heard one of his records. 
Um, we can transition this to the fucking hottest nigga in the fashion industry right now, Virgil. And uh, I know we talked about the Evian water shit like two weeks ago. Yeah. But I, I didn't see it. And I don't know if you saw it. I thought it was just like a one-off I thought, water bottle. I thought we were just having a bar party and yeah. putting out a water bottle. Yeah, I thought it was just like a one-off water bottle that they were doing. But I didn't know that they had, they're doing a refillable reusable water bottle like a kind of like a canteen that everybody carries now oh facts I'm adding to cart so oh you were talking mad shit about that shit before it's coming soon but I like it cause it has like the, the, other, the other two sold out sold out the other two yeah. sold out the pink ones are coming soon but it's a it's 45 euros so that would be what like 51 dollars 52 um they have them up in like any luxury store any luxury brand they have now it's a reusable one. I like the, I like the top a lot because it's that it looks bamboo like the, yeah, inspired the cork shit. Cork shit. Like I, I like that shit a lot. It says refillable. Is that the same thing as reusable? Same shit. Because it's you a, can refill anything. <laughs> yeah, you can, but you can refill plastic. But that shit will do a lot of damage to you. Yeah, so that's exactly nah, what I'm saying. That's a glass man. bottle, nigga. And nigga, it's BDA approved. By who? By BDA, <laughs> nigga. What do you mean? I'm like, yo, what do you mean? Like, by who? Oh shit! But the thing is, is like there's different like grades of glasses. I think it's BPA. I think it is BPA. It's BPA. Oh, I think it's BPA. Because there's like different grades of plastic for sure, right? Yeah, there's like, different grades of glass too. Because like um, let's say like the fucking like Nestle Pure Life bottle is not the same plastic grade as like the Gatorade bottle. No. I feel like. But plastic can... is always bad though. Yeah, yeah, but there's like certain amount of times you can refill certain grades of plastic. I didn't know that. I don't refill plastic ever. No, but there definitely is. Like, you refill a Gatorade bottle more times than you can refill, like, a <laughs> I guess. Thing. But this is... This glass bottle is dope to me. I just won't pay $51. If, if Virgil and them want to send me a... Virgil and Evian want to send me a bottle, I'll definitely If Virgil it. made it by It's hand, dope, though. If Virgil made it by hand, I'd probably pay $51. <laughs> like, I'm telling... Like, we talking about if he did... If he blew the glass himself, nigga? Yeah. That would be crazy. If Virgil blew the glass Virgil, himself... Virgil's a fucking welder now... I mean, he did go to school for architecture. <laughs> he got to move a welder, nigga. <laughs> Shout out to the welders. The, the niggas used to go blind when they weld. Now they wear those crazy face masks, don't they? Dude, niggas still go blind. Do you? It's because the, the heat is so... The heat, the light from the heat is so bright. It's now, but it's over time. Like, if you weld... If you're a welder for, like, 25 years, you you have a risk of... higher risk of... That reminds blind. me of... um. So, you know how, like, in the Navy, right? They have those crazy boats where planes launch off of them? Yeah. To launch those planes, it's kind of like a slingshot because yeah. there's not enough space to take off. Fuck no. They try to make a plane that doesn't need a slingshot. And it was so loud that everyone on the boat would like start throwing up and like getting on. Even, even with headphones. Because yeah. their fucking uh, equilibrium was fucking thrown off. Think about like, how loud that has to fucking... They said that every second was another sonic boom. That it's like... Oh, nigga, imagine if they're just doing it where these, these niggas just, like, go up like a rocket, nigga. Of course, that's just going to be loud as shit. Why do you think when there's, like, a rocket launch, niggas, like, two miles away yeah, yeah. with headphones on? So, imagine, like, you're on that boat, and he starts going, and you're like, fuck, I eat Chinese food. That's like, it's all coming out. Nigga, I would jump in the water or some shit. Does water... Yeah, water does make sound harder, doesn't it? I don't know. Sound doesn't travel through water that well, right? No, no, no. Unless it's underwater. Wait, what do you mean, unless it's underwater? Like, like, unless the plane was underwater, too? Unless the sound was coming from underwater. Oh, bet that makes sense. Uh, so we could transition to, this, to the return <laughs> of Schoolboy. Gro- of Groovy Q. Of Groovy Q, Schoolboy Q. I'm only two years old. AKA, I'm one years old. 
AKA Schoolboy Q is actually looking kind of fit now. AKA he wears Gucci slides to the gym. <laughs> well, he did. I mean, Schoolboy Q does work out without uh, without shoes on, which people recommend because you you get a better balance like that. I mean, hey, for sure. If you're doing like that, for sure. I I wear flash sneakers to go without thing. He's only uh, fucking shoes. golfing now, anyway. My man spent three years in the gym to go golf. I'm sick. Golfing is pretty dope. If you're playing golfing, is pre- if you're playing good, golfing is pretty dope. If you're playing like shit. That shit is irritating as fuck. Well, that's like anything, isn't it? Like, if you're having, if you're doing really shitty at something. Yeah, but if I play shit in a basketball game, I don't really feel as bad. What's one thing? Golf? Hell yeah. What's one thing that if you're being totally shit at it, you still have a good time? And then, like, like, uh, I'm pretty competitive, but I would say, like, anytime, like, like one of those cards against humanity games or something like that, I don't really care. That's the type of shit I was going to go for. You ever like, play, like, um, board games or some shit? Only. Only boy game I take super serious Monopoly, nigga. Niggas is not beating niggas Monopoly. Not, niggas not playing with Monopoly. But I was thinking, you ever play Taboo and shit like that? Nah, I never play Taboo. Like, those type of games, I feel like even if you're having a shitty time, just making your teammates feel so You just bad. like to do that shit. <laughs> I, the Cards Against Humanity, I don't really care because it's not really... Like, so, Monopoly, yeah, hell yeah. Cards Against Humanity is not even that funny to me, truthfully. Not really. It was cool, like, a few times. But it was cool when I was really, 15. Not really cool. When, like, um, Nazi shit was so funny. Yeah, we guess we can get back to Schoolboy Q. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, so, do you think Schoolboy Q is good at Monopoly? I don't know. Joe Budden says he's really good at Monopoly, though. If there's contracts. Like, extremely good at Monopoly. <laughs> um, so, I, everybody thought that this album was going to drop today. No, there's no way. I don't know why people thought it's album. I knew right away that he was he was teasing a record yeah. for sure. That's not in TDE's like repertoire. Hell no. Anything like I don't that. think anybody's big enough on TDE except Kendrick to drop just like straight off the bat. Sir, then do numbers is what I'm saying, so yeah. they can recoup. I don't think anybody else can just straight off the You're bat. You're missing one obvious name. Who? Lance Skywalker. <laughs> nah, I don't think anybody to be to do one of those. Beyonce drops where like yeah. it's just off the blue you gotta be like it's very few people can do probably like Hov Rihanna Kendrick Rihanna Drake who else is missing Kendrick that's it that's pretty much it that's how Hawaii I care about dropping an immediate album Offset <laughs> I think Childish might be able to do it too cause he doesn't really care about numbers either but thoughts on the Num Num Juice record I listened to it a few times. The first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is pretty mediocre. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But then um, I recently just watched the video like right before we started. And it fits, and it gives me like a different like listening standpoint to yeah. it. Plus, like he did the fuck LA flow, where it's like, gangsta grip, yeah. got all type of shit. And I fuck with that a lot. So that was a good force. I, 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 knew, he, I knew he was going to get a lot of niggas when he did the... I'm gonna rap with no beat and then the beat drops and yeah. shit. Oh, dude, white people yo, love that shit. They bro. always love they that shit. They go crazy when, for that. But the shit. beat's hard though. I ain't gonna hold you. I do like the chorus when he was like 30 clip. Like, right. I like that shit. That shit is hard. That's a, that's a hard. Jack record. in the box. Papa, like Jack in the box. When, when I heard that without the beat, I was like, oh, this shit's gonna be trash. <laughs> the, the, video, the video does make the record a lot better. It's a cool record to me. I always thought the, the cool record, it was a cool record. But to me, I. Cool. Schoolboy's just having fun. Out. A, That's a, what he always does. He's always having fun. It's I'll a minute and 55 seconds. The record's a minute and 55 seconds? Yeah. yeah Do you feel any true. type of way about that? If this is just a, if this is just his teaser record, then I don't, I don't care. But if his album is probably like 30 minutes, I'm kind of getting tired of albums being super short. Really? Yeah. I'm getting Like, I want the album to be like 45. I got news for you, bro. What? Juice World's new album, 72 minutes. Okay. There you go. I don't listen to Juice World. I don't care. Me neither. <laughs> but I, I do like records. Like, 
when I was on the twenty twenty experience, I think twenty twenty experience has like twelve, fourteen records. Yeah, I think but the they're like six like, minutes each. Yeah, I think I think the deluxe record has like fourteen, fourteen uh records on it. Fucking bubblegum space. And it's it's an hour and twenty minutes. Bubblegum spaceship is so fucking good, bro. You mean uh, is is that? Uh, I, I think you're talking about strawberry bubblegum. Is the record I think. Nah, play it, bro. Cause I this this is the record that I'm talking about. This is like one of my favorite records of the Twenty Twenty Experience. Whoa, I yeah, I was totally off. It's it's strawberry bubblegum, right? I think it's strawberry spaceship. Nah, it's bubblegum strawberry. Is it? Yeah. Is there a it's strawberry bubblegum? Is, is there a spaceship song? No. Oh yeah, there's a spaceship song. That's the one. Oh, fuck fucking ads. You better chill, boost mobile. Nobody use that shit, and I'm not gonna plug you unless you pay me, nigga. <laughs> Like a pop, nigga flip. Spaceship Coop is fire. This is this is the record I'm talking about. Blue right ocean now. floor is clean. <laughs> Niggas is gonna be like, yo, these niggas spent a whole podcast without talking about anything. This is the record I'm talking about. Let's try my logo. Yeah. This goes. Get on to Justin. This goes like a thousand. Let that beat drop real quick. I'm gonna let this rock a little bit. Shout out to the ladies. Let it rock. Let it rock. Cause this is the shit I'm used to from Justin. I think the B switch is up in the middle too. Let me find the B switch. Hey, this right here. He got his groovy bag with this. That shit is way harder than most of this fucking bullshit ass records that come out now. Chill, bro. That that album was really good though. That album was really good. The record, the album I'm talking about is Justified, the first uh, Justin Timberlake album. That's the ones the Neptunes did probably do the most. Fuck, dude. Fuck is wrong with you, nigga? I'm trying to remember this guy's name. Justin Timberlake? Nah, Moses Sumney. Makes really fucking good R and B records. No, there's a lot of niggas who make good R and B records right now. He has like a really crazy falsetto. That's all I was thinking of. Uh, we can try this in this. It's kind of annoying. Uh, <clears throat> another elegant motherfucker. Uh, Kim Jones. Damn, I was trying to think of an irrelevant name so quickly in that half second before you said. I knew Kim you were gonna say some bullshit. I was gonna say some shit like a Woody Allen or something. <laughs> so Kim Jones had an article on another man's mag, and he also had one on hype, uh, hype beast. And he was talking about basically how when he left when he graduated from college and went to Japan and how he was uh, fascinated with the culture of Japan. And basically, we've talked about this on before that a lot of Japan brands don't get the what's the word I'm looking for like 
is just due. Like a lot of brands don't get highlighted a lot. And this this um You know Kim Jones used to model for Rock for Rockwear? That's so dope, nigga. <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Think about Ronald Morocco and now you the fucking nigga in, in, in the head of Dior. I'm telling you, this nigga's whole lineage is crazy, bro. But yeah, so he was talking, he was basically, the piece that I took from it the most is what he was talking about. How, how, he, how he stole from Japan. He didn't steal from Japan. A lot, that's why, that's, that's why I said people need to be highlighted more because a lot of people do steal from Japan. Right. Like a lot of niggas steal from Fragment, a lot of niggas steal from Undercover, Babe, w, like. W Taps. W Taps. W Taps is super dope, and I barely anybody knows about that shit. So he was saying how when he went, that he noticed that everybody was out of the box. So basically, Kim Jones is probably like what forty, right? So let's just say yeah, that like he 40. graduated high school when he was twenty. Twenty, twenty five. Say he graduated twenty five. That was almost like what fifteen years ago. Like, yeah, from college. So from college, he went straight to Japan or whatever. To like, I, I don't know. I think he went with like his friends or whatever. But basically, what I was going to get to. The one episode that I took from this uh, article now that was like really, like it dawned on me after I read that shit was when he was saying that they would take expensive clothes and mix mix and match it with like vintage Nikes and vintage, uh, basically he would, they would max high end with low, which basically is exactly what me and you do to the T, my nigga. And yeah. this is what they were doing 15 years ago. And that just, that just took me to do the timeline of how... He has impacted the the culture of streetwear and just fashion in general, cause Kim Jones is directly like it correlates directly to Kanye, cause Kanye was saying that when he was start, first starting to learn about fashion, where that famous picture comes with him and Fonzie Bentley and everybody wearing the Goya trunks, was when he was getting invited to fashion shows and fashion weeks in Paris by Kim Jones, and Kim Jones was teaching all of them about like actual like fashion shit. Like Kim Jones is basically just the fashion Marco Polo. I don't know the story of Marco Polo. Marco Polo is um this dude from Italy, way way long ago, and he went to China. Yeah. And they made him a prisoner, and he just wrote notes about everything that they did and all their customs and all their like uh, technology. Yeah. And then the he brought um he stole the silk, the worms that make silk, yeah. and he brought them back to Italy, and then they're like, hey guys. We did all this, <laughs> but basically, but the thing is, he doesn't take the credit for. It. So the, basically, to continue the timeline, then Kanye, Kanye is directly to Virgil. So now it's it goes from to me it went from Kim Jones and then Kim Jones teaching all that shit, and that's when Kanye started wearing the Balenciagas and shit like that. He started to get into that Balmain, Balenciaga, Fendi, Goyard bag really yeah. early, and then Virgil was directly towards that to be next, and now Virgil is the top of Louis Vuitton. You know what's crazy? Kim Jones claims that his inspiration into Japanese culture happened when he was like eight years old, and he saw Hello Kitty. I mean, that could be true. So Virgil wouldn't be menswear director of Louis Vuitton without Hello Kitty. Kitty. Hey man, if you, if you, if, you, if we go back into the future and it does like that butterfly effect thing where you take you take Kim Jones out. Yeah. I don't think street street world culture be popping as like as prevalent as it is now because the street world culture is popping like. To the peak of it, whether people like it or not, it's because yeah. Virgil's at the top, and Virgil is known to be a streetwear thing. So everybody's looking at that like, oh, I can take my streetwear brand to the top now. Right, so well, Virgil's supreme and them that like, right. that whole little realm of everything is. They definitely like took the spotlight and was like, look at us. Exactly, look at us. And I think Kim Jones, Kanye, and Pharrell are the 
keyhole differences to all that shit, and then under that would be Virgil as the understudies of that shit. Because Pharrell's big with Chanel, BBC, and Bape. Kim Jones did Dior. I forgot who he was. Uh, Louis Vuitton. Yeah. And then Ver- uh, Kanye. Kanye's the only one who hasn't done like a lot of big brands, but he's done the pastel shit that he's done, and then he does the shit with Adidas and the Nikes. And then Virgil has the Nike, Louis Vuitton, and then Off-White. Which are like, that's like nine brands right there that are like... Super influential. Super influential to what And wouldn't be influ- as influential without these people's hands in the pot. Exactly. So I think... To me, Kim Jones would be 1B right under Pharrell as like... I said 1B. Well, it would have to be 1B because... So it's Hello Kitty 1A? No, nigga. <laughs> Pharrell's 1A, nigga. Because, like, it's like, though, I think Nico should be up there as well, too. Because without Babe, there wouldn't be any, a lot of shit. Without Babe, I don't think that that interest in clothing in Japan immediately pops out to a lot of other people. Without Babe, think about it. Without Babe, there would be no Unigo here or BBC. Without Babe, there's no, like, fucking... Because there was, the Supreme was already popping back then, wasn't it? Supreme and Babe started around the same time. Yeah, Supreme started in the 90s. Yeah, so did Babe. They babe, the babe started nineteen ninety three. Supreme started like ninety. Yeah, but I think Babe did a lot of things like to appeal to the American market. For sure. And I think that's to, a lot to of appeal to the American market in their Japanese ways, though. That's a thing. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of thing. That's something that a lot of these Japanese brands that we love just don't do. They do. The thing is, that I, I respect the Japanese brands more because they do what they do, and if you like it, it's cool. Yeah, because what if it pops, it's cool. What Babe did is that they were like. We're here, and Americans were like, "We fuck with you." What these other br- Japanese brands are doing? But like, lo- we're here, but and lo- the Americans are saying, "I already fuck with Japan, so I'll fuck with you." <laughs> a lot of shit. A lot of that reason why Babe got so popular here was because Pharrell. Because Pharrell, Pharrell was seeing that shit to the clips, which the clips was going platinum. Pharrell was giving that shit to uh, Nori. Pharrell and Nori was like the top one of the top at that time, and then Wayne started wearing it. And then that shit trickled down. Once you get the hip hop market into wearing your clothes, then yeah. everybody will wear your clothes. Once it got to Wayne, though, they were already mainly focused on like BBC and ice cream and shit like that. Though. Basically. Yeah. Basically. I think that's when Nigo started to like tell him. But Nigo didn't stop doing Bape until like, oh, seven? Probably oh four, to be honest. He, it, was, it was early. It was super early. You can check when, they, when, when he stopped being the, yeah. the creative director of that shit or the owner. Oh, 2011. 2011. Yeah, that's when he sold 90%. That's when he sold it. But I think he stopped making clothes on that shit a mad long ago, to be honest. Because now, you see that shit now, everybody fucking with bait. But that, they said that Nigo's net worth is 40 mil. That's tight. Yeah, fuck with Nigo. He deserves it. Um, he, can, I, he can buy more floppy hats now. We can transition this shit to Agony Studios Fall. Hold on, I want to... Um, what are you going to say? No, that's false. Spring something. No, that's something that like came into my head about when we were talking about this whole how, uh, how that whole circle fits into each other, and then yeah. how like sh- we talked about how uh, sneaker culture is not even blowing the bubble. Mm-mm. What do you think streetwear is in terms of its bubble? I don't know. That's good. That's hard. That's hard to tell. Cause one part of me was saying that there's so much room left, cause the streetwear culture is big in the U.S. and like. It's kind of big in Europe, and it's big in Japan, but it's not as big as it is here. So you still have those markets to take over as well. As like a global thing. I think that when once people start making new streetwear culture, that it will, it will just grow bigger as well. Because 
in the time frame that we're in now, everybody's gonna be like, oh, that shit's all dead. Like, fuck that shit. Because you can't make resale off of people. Yeah, yeah. It's dead. But I think it's fine, to be honest. I think it is getting a lot more attention, and that's what people don't like. Ironically, people want everything to be underground, but you would want your brand to pop if it was your brand as well. So I think that there's just more eyeballs on it. So then there's going to be a point where all those eyeballs are on it, and then that's when a whole bunch of good shit are going to get made again. Or people are going to go back to this time where good shit was getting made, but nobody was buying it because it was, it was too, too popular. I'm mad because I agree, <laughs> but I was listening to, I forgot where I heard this, but it was Emily Oberg speaking on this. Yeah. She thinks it's over for streetwear, or like towards the end, so she's focused more on like um, the next big scam, which is uh, wellness yeah. and like mindfulness. I know what she means. Like, you, you know, like if you're listening to this, you probably know exactly what I mean. For sure, I know exactly what she and means. And you know like, um, and I'm just worried about like the commodification and like of health <laughs> I mean I don't think it's like bad that like, people are getting into health and like meditation and shit like that I don't think it's bad at all but like I, I don't that, that doesn't bother me when people are like oh man like yoga is so fucking popular and I'm like yeah good no. thing is popular my nigga that doesn't like, bother that's, me at that's all bad, yeah. and it doesn't bother me that people try to make a dollar off of it because yeah. it, you have the opportunity there's always to, gonna be people trying to make money off yeah something. but if you have the opportunity to we're in a, a capitalistic world where like it benefits you yeah. so go for it but it's just like, damn. I don't want streetwear to die. Streetwear's not gonna die. Fashion's not gonna die. Exactly. Streetwear could die. I don't think so. Cause how streetwear die when everything in high fashion is streetwear now? And what happens? Like, is, they're gonna get rid of it eventually. The thing is, yeah, everything does have. Its I don't think I'm gonna see it in my lifetime where it dies, truthfully. But that's the same shit. Think about it. Streetwear is what. The first streetwear brands were big in the 80s and the 90s. Streetwear is... I would say 80s. So, like, what, 40 years old? 40 years old. They were saying the same shit about hip-hop, and we the number one market now. Yeah, but how long? I think I think hip-hop would be the number one market for a while. Because what else are you going to listen to? Man, hip-hop's already not even hip-hop no more. <laughs> All right, don't even get into that fact. Don't even get into that. Like, the, the thing is... I don't understand how streetwear would die in a sense. Yeah, I know. I now it's getting popular. Everybody's trying to start a brand, but the good is always going to rise to the top. Does it though? It yeah, it does. It always does. Anti-social social club. It was good in the beginning. It was never good. But think, but think about it. Think about that shit now. How popular is that shit now? I don't know. I haven't it's, seen it exactly. in a while. But then you have you have people highlight brands like like you're saying like this. But it was at the top. You, you, you think people high, you, we have people that highlight brands like you say, but then people don't highlight the brands like uh, Infinity Archives or um, the Better Gift Shop. Bro, people like Palm Angels. Palm Angels is in streetwear though. Palm Angels is is most luxury. Cause it, boo. What 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 do you deem streetwear though? Because I think streetwear has a certain market value. The only, the only real streetwear brand is Stussy. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in that mood right now. Nah, the, uh, I think there's there's always a, a price range of what streetwear could be. I think Virgil took it to an extra, but I think Virgil was like luxury streetwear. I think that's what people are getting confused. There's streetwear and then there's luxury streetwear to me. Like Virgil shit is luxury streetwear. Palm Ranger shit is luxury streetwear to me. Like, like once you're charging $500 for pants. Like that needles and shit? Is it needles or needles? I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't even think that that's not streetwear. That's high, that's more high end wear because they're, yeah. they're they're Japanese brand. That shit's actually dope though. 
It is dope. That shit is actually really dope. Shout but, out ASAP Ferguson said, this ain't Puma. This is Needles. Exactly. Like, no, Needles is dope as shit. Or Needless. I don't know what, I don't know which one. I've heard people say it in multiple ways. But they have dope shit like that. I think people just always harp on the bad shit. Like, just like in hip-hop, people always like, yo, these new little moment rapper niggas, they trash. Like, yo, how much good shit is out there compared to the bad shit? There's it's always of, a balance. Nah, it's just like 50-50, bro. It's always a balance. There's always going to be good shit and it's always going to be bad shit to me. I think people always like try to like hop on the bad shit too much. Like, Actually, street, I'm going to give it like, die. I give it like, it's 40 good, think, 60 Think about it. Niggas still cop Bream. Niggas still cop Niggas still cop Babe like crazy. That's cool, though. Niggas still got baby like crazy. Niggas, they're still stussy. They're still... Dog, I'm still on undefeated.com. Exactly. They're still undefeated shit. There's still a whole bunch of streetwear brands, like you said, that are getting highlighted in stores like uh, Dover Street. There's a whole bunch of shit that they have in Supreme that when you actually go to the store, there's always other streetwear brands there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, escape brand. they have the utmost shit that a lot of people don't know about. Utmost makes good shit. Um, I see most of the shit in just round two videos. Nah, I, I found out through them through round two, but I've actually gone and seen some other shit. But there's a lot of streetwear brands that are dope. There's just people don't highlight. Shout out Frog Skateboards. Shout out Andrew Downtown. Exactly. That's two other ones. Awake, nigga. Goat. Think about it. We were just talking about Awake being a super dope fucking shit. Like a super dope streetwear brand. And that's a new one. Noah. Aminion Dior. So my favorite Kiff. shit. So my favorite shit. Exactly. Like, your favorite shit is all streetwear shit now. So how's it going to die out? Like, Aminion Dior is still popping, like, to the max right now. But I don't want it to die. It's not going That's to. See, that's my fear is that I don't want it to be, like, commercially, like... Nobody wants the the thing that they, they, they saw blossom to because be my thing isn't my thing isn't that, um... It's going to be unappealing or people aren't going to like it. My thing is, like, it's going to become, like, commercially unavailable and inaccessible to, like, for these brands to exist anymore. To that capacity. You're saying it's going to be too expensive to do it. Yeah, if if you have... Or, like, let's say, like... If you have a retail store, I can see that being the case where it will become too expensive for you to to be able to make stuff in production. But just to do a online store like that. He's like, we're eventually going to lose a lot of OG brands to fast fashion streetwear. No, I don't think so. I think if that was the case, Stussy would have been gone. Well, Stussy is an institution. Where is um? A- anything that's already established, the the OG brands are already established. What what what's left? What do you you want the hundreds to come back? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, those brands do it to themselves because they try to do things that are popping now rather than do things that they stick to themselves. Those brands who do stuff like that, yeah, go go away. Like, if, if you're not doing anything to push the culture forward, then why the fuck do we need you here? But Stussy's still making dope-ass shit. Noah makes dope-ass shit. Wake makes dope-ass shit. That's why they're here, because they make dope things. Does Pata still exist? Who? P-A-T-T-A. Yeah, hell yeah, nigga. They just had a collab with Nike two months ago. Yo. And niggas was buying that shit. Shout out to Alchemist. That's what I'm saying. Like, the, the, the thing is, like... That's like saying a lot of rappers who were good in the in the two thousands aren't around now, but that's because they couldn't last to the times of now. You were they were trying to make records that sound like now rather than make records that sound like them. But think about it, and niggas will still make records now. Doom, Hove, fucking Ghostface is always gonna be here. Method Man, Red Man, like these are our rappers who they put out they could put out music now and it'll still pop. Doctor J put an album out now, it'll still pop. Debatable. Think about when that last album came out with Dr. Dre. That shit had mad hype around it. Yeah, just because it was tied to the movie, though. Nah, that, that shit came out before the movie, didn't it? It was but, tied. But, but, but what I'm saying, if you... if you People, people like the Black Panther soundtrack, and that shit was trash. 
I actually like that shit. The There's thing, two good songs on there. <laughs> the thing, the thing, um, is like I feel like if you already established, then you established. Yo, am I about to drop a hundred beans on this Pata cardigan? I told you they still make dope shit. The thing is, you don't go look for it. You have to make an effort to go look for it. Bro, look at my bookmarks right now. So my bookmarks is a uh, only another brand only who still makes dope shit. Pata Sl- Sly Guild, which is like New Zealand shit. A Canadian brand. There'll always be dumb and, uh, shit. Yo, Norse Projects? Norse Projects is hard. There'll always be... I, I don't know if people consider J.J. John to be a streetwear clothing line, but J.J. John is the same shit. My man just put out a $175 Hanes crew neck. I'm cool, bro. <laughs> I'm all, I, I I don't ride with him no more, bro. <laughs> bro, he does whatever the fuck he wants. That's why I like that nigga. He does whatever the fuck he wants. And Emily over talking about... She has a streetwear brand. Yeah, she doesn't want to anymore, apparently. Yeah. I think a lot of people do it in the sense of... And shout out to Emily Oberg, bro. I think a lot of people do in the sense of, like, they're, they're already around a lot of people who have streetwear yeah. brands. So, it's like when you're around a lot of people, like, if we're around people who do who do podcasts all day, like, everybody who we know does podcasts. I'd be sick podcasts is, like, oversaturated right now. Yeah. So, totally, that's, that's the kind of mood that you get in. I totally see that. But then, at the same time, like, I see where her head's at. Where she's like, I yo, know. I'm going to make a doll. I'm going to make a fat buck out of telling these bitches to, like, breathe. She did not say this, by the way, did she? What? She, the tone that you're saying it in, the oh, no, no, saying, no, no, she did no, not no. say it like Totally that. different tone. Because you're like, I'm about to eat off these wellness and health ass niggas. Like, nah, she definitely didn't say that. She definitely did say that the next wave is um wellness. Though. No, no, I believe yeah. that. But the tone and the things that you said, uh, no. I'm like, nah, she did not say that. Because if she did, she wouldn't make any money off of it talking like that. Nah. But no, that that definitely is the next wave. Yo, you can, sh- you can sh- use shout out Sporty and Rich, though. No, no. I feel about Emily Oberg. Like, she, she be making some good points, too, but like sometimes I just feel like you are uh, you're too tied in to everything, so it's like it feels like you're looking from the inside out. Yeah, everything's oversaturated. But in the inside is where you get a good uh, a good tell of it. But say like if if you if you were Dr. Dre and I don't know who who's a who's a popping young nigga out like right now, a popping young rapper out right now. Juice World. Like whatever, Juice World. You, this is like your new Takashi shit. Um, that's different though. <laughs> I listen to at least one Takashi. Song. But it's say say Juice World, say Dr. Dre is like, oh no, rap music is dead. But this nigga's still popping, so like, you can't say it. Now if she wants to talk about the business aspect of streetwear, that might be a little different. It might be harder for you to make a buck because there's so much of companies. But it, that only works when so much companies make dope shit. Yo, let's make a magazine. Hell no, printing is no nah, just like. One. One? I was about to say the print fucking. Now you want to talk about something that's dead? <laughs> print, print fucking journalism is dead. Um, so I guess we can finally transition this shit to the Agni Studio visits the nineties um American archetypes of the t- for their summer for the spring summer nineteen denim collection. And I just brought this up because AB Dad said that this brand was gonna die. Which brand? Agni Studios. Oh yeah, they definitely are. Bro, look at this. This collection is super dope. It's the Hail Mary collection. Super dope. This is not the Hail Mary. This is these niggas doing. These niggas are just shooting free throws right now. This collection is super dope. Most of the shit that they have in it, well, like I said, it's all uh, all denim based inspired shit. It's super dope. Slide twelve, I would wear everything in that slide except the sneakers and the undershirt. This shit is looking pretty mid, bro. That shit is not. You would, I know you would rock at least like ten slides out of this shit. That's eighteen slides, and I can see AB Dash wearing a lot more shit than I would. Like slide thirteen and fourteen, you would definitely wear both of those outfits, my nigga. Hands down. Thirteen, yeah. <laughs> Hands down. I would wear slide fourteen a lot. 
Um, but look, Agony Studios to me, they killing shit. They they always have been killing shit to me. Now, if you, if you want to say that a lot of people aren't paying attention to it, then yeah, maybe. But I can't I can't say because I don't know their fucking uh their Damn. their analytics or their fucking uh statistics. Am I shit. about to buy this sporty and rich hoodie for a hundred dollars? This nigga's not even like looking at anything on the podcast. This nigga's looking at Emily Oprah's merch and shit. Dog, when you go to her website, like, you know how when you go to a website, they do like a photo or like a video in the background? The video in her background for her website is just some chick working out. (laughs) Look, man, she knows what what she's doing. I mean, I was enticed. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Pro Cell Air Force One. Speaking of a fucking vintage uh, vintage shop, I kind of finally found it dope that. Somebody else was getting some, like, another look. This post efforts one right here is super hard to me. I like it. This is super hard. It's basically a cream, all an all cream efforts ones. But what what um what material is that being used? I think it's canvas. I think to be honest, but it's canvas all the way to the sole of the sneaker. It's that's mad. dope. It's um. Let me, let me see if they, they, they got the fucking. It's muslin. Muslin. Uh, meslin. 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 It's $110. I think they're only coming out in New York, but I want that sneaker though. They're coming out with uh, a low blazer and an Air Force One. And then um, uh, a hoodie. That Air Force One's hard. The only thing is, if you get that so dirty, would you will get that dirty? You know how hard that shit is to clean, bro? Yeah, because it's like a t-shirt. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically like a t-shirt material. And you can't throw that shit. Maybe you can throw that shit in the washer. Hey, take the laces out. Have a good day. Maybe you can throw that shit in the washer. Yo, have you ever seen a movie called La Hine? No. Oh, okay. Carry on. Um, <laughs> no, we can definitely transition this back to another streetwear person that had a, had a Nike shoe. Sean? Sean with a spoon and Nike are, are like officially done now, which I've been thought that was... I knew none of those 97 ones was going to come with out. With the scratch-offs? Yeah. I've, no, no, those were a bespoke one. The other ones were the were the baby people, blue ones and with the yellow check mark and shit. Like where the that. people did the competition for? Yeah, yeah, those aren't coming out. No, because they they had other colorways out, but I think I I took Sean to be the type of person that would want to do something new rather than capitalize on that same silhouette that they use. Yeah, which I actually like because if that's what he did, I actually like that where you stuck up to like. I want to do something different. If you guys don't want to do anything different, I'd rather not put that. That sounds like his morals. That's what I'm saying. Like that sounds, I, like, I, that sounds like he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Because in the article, it did say that he was open. That him and I can still have good relationships, and they're, they're open. He was open to do something else. Yeah. Which that's where I took it from. That like he didn't want to do that 97 one anymore. Because now instead of having like 40 colorways for that, there's just that one Sean with a spoon. Exactly. Which it's, is so good. It's it's way more. Not rare, but it's way more like... It means more. Yeah, it means more when there's one of it. When there's only one silhouette, and if you got it, you got it. Yeah, because now it's it's not like virtue signaling. It's not exactly. like Nike saying, look, we fucked with you um, dude. Yeah. Here. It's not like Off-White. Where if Off-White would have done that, that one collection, With that the one tech collection, it. and just ran it off like that, that it would have meant way more than what they have now. Which is... Which is like, God, they, that, what, what, what did they do, drop like what, 50 of them? Yeah, when that first 10 came out, it was insane. Dude, that first 10 was like, everybody was like, yeah. hands down, this is the hardest shit ever. Now I see like, any of them, I'm like, yeah, I don't care. I literally Yeah, like that, care. when that one first came out, we was like, yo, that one is super, like, if that super. if they would have kept it to just that one 10, that, that, that one 10 collection, I probably would have paid $1,500 for Dog, that one, they and I would have paid for yourself. They like literally could have just done the Jordan 1, the Presto, the Air Force 1, and the... Uh, Zoomfly. I, I think that's the original say, first I was going to say Blazer. 
Like I'm saying, if they just did those four. But I'm saying, if they would have just stuck to the first ten, it would have meant oh, they still way been more. Like niggas perfect. was even hype about the hyper dunk sneaker. Dog, I've never seen anybody. I've hyper never dunk seen anybody with a hyper dunk in my life. I think they did the the Converse too in the beginning of the yeah, ten. Yeah, but the, the Converse came way later, and they were the clear ones. I like the clear ones better than the ones that they came out now, where it was just the white and black, um, with all the, white shit. Yeah, because the stripes are. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the, the striped things. Like I've never been a huge fan of all white, but off white. But I respect what Virgil does. Um, AB Dash's doppelganger directed a music video for the Vam- Vampire Weekend that had stay. Uh, what's the nigga's name? Uh, from the internet. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey was in. And Jake Seinfeld up? was in it. You watch? Did you watch this video? This I don't. Video's pretty dope. I don't like Vampire Weekend that much. I. That's my first time hearing about Vampire Weekend. Did you like the song? Sounds cool. Uh, what I do like is that the guy who's the lead singer of Vampire Weekend has an anime on Netflix. I thought like everybody got anime now. You know what that anime is? What? Neo Yokio. That's I, his I anime. thought that was Jaden Smith shit. Jaden Smith is on it. He's a voice, but it's made by this guy. Oh, I thought it was made by Jaden Smith this whole time. No, 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 no. Don't they got a new season coming out to him? They had a Christmas special, and then the new season was teased, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. No, I think they dropped the new season. Because these are the Meryl's I've talked about the, the uh, new season. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, Deezus and Meryl. <laughs> are they really the most reliable duo? I believe Meryl. That's my Dominican brother. Shout out. Uh... Yeah, but that video was up. You watched, did you? You said you didn't watch the video, right? No, nah, no, nah, but that I, video was dope. It was directed by Jonah Hill. Yeah, that video it was, was dope. dope. I like that Jonah's getting into like shit like that. I think he's supposed to direct the Gucci Man video too. I immediately believe that it's good then. That it's a good video. I mean, he does. He does have that. Um, what do they say? That that brand uh, reliability. Brand reliability. And I know that's not the word for it. They had. They definitely have a different word for it. But it's like a brand you can trust. Like he, so far, what he's had put out are dope shit. Like, he's made a, a good-ass movie, and that good video... When does his Adidas shoe come out? It's already came out. Did I ask? Yeah, I think it already came out. How come I didn't get it? Because <laughs> you're never on top of shit, and then you come in here and say, Streetwear culture's dead, I don't want him to die. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is like this thing getting shot, and like, I don't want to go to the oh, hospital, shit. but I don't want to die. <laughs> Wait, what was that? I said, this is like you going to the hospital saying saying that you got... I mean, this is like you getting shot and saying you don't want to go to the hospital. Oh, his shoe is fucking die. gross. <laughs> I think it's just like a scale Adidas, ain't it? Nah, it's not. It's some like a um, weird pod system type looking shit, bro, with electrical tape on it. I'll pass. Uh, we can transition this to Lenore Youth of Today. Fire. Uh, 4,000% fire. Fucking yeah. Every dash was definitely happy about this shit. I, I, like I, the few, I like the few pieces on this shit. But did I cop? No. <laughs> That's the problem. Nigga, niggas, have, niggas, niggas say that your street was going to die. And then when you something dope comes out, niggas like I know. No, nah, because like even though that shit sold out anyway. I so feel like super heavy with the idea, but I didn't listen to that band that much. I don't really care. But I like the designs. I like the designs to be honest. I do like the design, but like I, I like I, that design with the fist and then all. But, but, but be, that shit sold out. It'd be different for me because like, you know what? That's yeah. I take it back. I don't <laughs> care because the idea, the ideology behind that band, even if I don't listen to it, I fuck with it hundred percent. Yeah, because it's pop. Yeah, they came out in a time where like niggas was like snort cocaine, doing all this crazy and shit, and they come out and they're like, "Yo, let's be vegetarian." Yeah, let's be straight edge and niggas ain't do shit. If you didn't know, Teletalk is a straight edge podcast. <laughs> I guess, I guess you could say that. Um, so another collab, Shake Shack and Dominique Ansel, the uh, created a. Who? Uh, 
egg sandwich, a breakfast egg sandwich. It's a katsu egg sandwich. That shit looks delicious. It looks dude. creepy. That shit looks really good, dog. What kind of bread so, is that? Huh? What kind of bread is that? It's it's inspired by a Japanese uh, katsu uh, sandwich. I don't know what that is. Katsu is the the way they fry it. So they fry it in like panko crust. It's a panko panko fried tender steamed egg roll. So it's eight dollars for an egg sandwich. That shit looks. I'll pay eight dollars, man. That shit looks fire. Yeah, it's eight dollars for the egg sandwich, and then they have a morning latte that's three dollars. But this is only available in their uh, West Village Shake Shack I mean, in the Innovation Kitchen. That morning late, the morning maple latte looking good as shit. From March from March fifteenth to March sixteenth, I don't drink coffee, so I don't really care. It's only for two days. Yeah, you can't. They're, they're testing that. You can't make like a shitty breakfast sandwich and like not make it available at all times. I don't think that breakfast sandwich is shitty though. I think you're just talking shit just to talk shit. That burger sounds looking as a motherfucker. That doesn't even look like egg, bro. It's a steamed egg. Oh, I've never had steamed eggs. I can't it's, they that. that that sandwich is like very popular in Japan. Like they do it. I feel like that would be at seven eleven. The seven eleven in Japan would have that. Maybe. Yeah. But seven eleven in Japan is actually not really good food. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, Pan- panko chicken katsu. Hold on, who, who's that here coming in here? Who is kicking my can? Oh, hi, Grouchy. Is that Grouchy Andrew? I wanted to play a game, but everybody's... Play a game? What drop is this? You kick my can and bother me and expect me to play a game with... I don't play games with little gr- furry monsters and... Uh, Grouchy, would you please... <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the fuck is that? That's the uh, Oscar the Grouch fucking Sesame Street drop. Yo, fun fact, I've never seen Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, so I have no idea what the fuck that was. I already knew this nigga talking about, because uh, we, talk, we were talking about the podcast in the group chat, and fucking Michael was saying that we record at 1, and I was like, this nigga Andrew be, uh, we record at 11 o'clock, and this nigga be back. <laughs> Honestly, after 11 p.m., my brain starts to, like, I don't melt. understand, bro. <laughs> this nigga jumping at me, and I have mad energy. Nah, bro. Niggas I, be out by 10 a.m., <laughs> no, I'm up at like eight. Sometimes I be up too. Nigga, that's the thing. Yeah, I but be, that's I the thing. Right? At this time right now, let's. It's eleven twenty-seven, right? Yeah. I should have already showered. I should already be like in my bed with my porn videos preloaded up. All right. Just ready to go. <laughs> that way, when I'm ever finished with like whatever thing I'm watching, I can just switch tabs and be ready to go. All right. So. So. Let's, just to wrap this up and get AB Dash out of here so he can go take his fucking old man nap at 12 o'clock. Um, you mean sleep? <laughs> his old man nap. Uh, Nike has a plant-based dye. I'm here for it. Colors coming out. I'm very here for it. We I sent that to you earlier in the week. They have a 95. And a blazer. They have two 95s and a blazer. And, and two blazers coming out. Yeah. That's super dope. I think this idea is dope. I think that this idea, this is what, this is actually what I was going to say that where sneakers what, are gonna go? Yeah, wherever brand, whatever brand starts doing like vegan like shit and starts doing things with new materials, yeah. is the brand that's gonna excel the most. And you Nike ever, has always been like ahead of time with that. You ever shit. seen the bag made out of cassava? No. It's a like it looks exactly like a plastic bag. Oh no no I just see I yeah. actually saw it on Twitter. Today. But it dissolves yeah. in hot water. That's amazing. Yeah, that's sick. It's whatever brand, whatever whatever brand is gonna have these new materials. That's how you, that's how you're gonna make it because like the materials are always the same and there's like a billion materials. Facts. Like, make something with Alcantara already. Thanks. That's going to be expensive. 
I mean, they're already doing the shit with Meslin. <laughs> Alcantara is expensive as shit. Though. Alcantara is like sixty five percent cotton. We good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's a hard. It's a hard uh, uh, thing to come by. But if they make an Alcantara Air Max ninety five, I would definitely cop that. She's gonna make six hundred dollars. I'm here for it. That's though. the thing. Um, and and then it's out with uh, Google is making a game console. What do you think about that? When niggas say, "Yo, hit me up on Google," I don't care. I, re- I really don't care about that shit. Yeah. I just put it on there because I thought it would be interesting that because Apple was supposed to make one at a time and I think they exonate that shit. Bro, you... No. Like, look, I'm looking at the controller right now. It looks yeah. fucking stupid. It's like an Xbox controller, nigga. Yeah, the Xbox controllers look fucking stupid. Xbox controllers are bulky as a motherfucker. Um, Teletalk Season 4, Episode 5. We out here. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Go this ahead. is not about to <laughs> These niggas ain't paid us yet. We out, we out this bitch.